listener discretion is always advised. Um, I'm going to this live right now. Listen, because you have a lot of people there and they don't want to go home, and especially now that he's left. So they, they are, and it's, there's a real danger here because you have gang issues, you got you got you have alcohol issues in the park. There are park regulations that you can make arrests for this. They're not there yet. But now you need some police leadership on a bullhorn moving people out of there as fast as you can. Yeah, we're looking at more live pictures right now from Newscopter 7. And, and Bob, like you said, we are now finally seeing a lot more police presence there. You can see them kind of lining the area almost shoulder to shoulder um, in certain parts. But this crowd... You know, it keeps moving. Yeah. Um, and you have these cars that are still stuck in the road with hundreds of people surrounding them. Okay, now, what's going on right now? The time is 1.30 p.m. It is August uh, 5th or 4th. I believe it's the 4th. I'm not sure. I'm not looking. Yes, today is August 4th. It is 1.30 p.m. What is going on is crazy. I don't even know if I'm going to open this shit up with any music right now because there's so much shit going on today. In New York City, in Times Square, some influencer, some guy on, on, on uh, uh, Twitch or, or Steam, one of those broadcasting platforms, this guy decided to tell all of his millions of followers that he would be giving away PlayStation 5s. It looks like something's going on. Weekends. So Bob, hopefully that's part of the issue here. Bob, I'm going to interrupt you for one quick second. We do want to get to Josh Einiger, who is in the crowd right there, and uh, check in with him. But please hang on the phone with us, yeah. Bob. Go hey, ahead, Liz, Josh. Can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. All right, Liz, we're on 14th Street. That bus that's backing up from the crowd, we understand that this guy, this influencer, is on that bus. And the police are backing him out. That's what we're hearing from various people in the crowd. The crowd is following the bus. There's a huge complement of, of police in helmets and with batons out and with their pepper spray out, trying to keep people, including us, by the way, back from the bus. We're going to walk back here. I wonder who is this influencer? And not only that. I mean, there's a lot of shit that I, I wasn't able to capture, but let's go back. In Union Square and Fifth Avenue, you can see a lot of people surrounding this bus right here. Uh, the police, I'm not sure how they got this guy on the bus, if that is in fact what happened. I don't actually know what he looks like. There is someone in the bus. This police officer asking us to stay on one side of 14th Street because they're trying to figure out how to get this back. But you can see what's happening. It's a really out-of-control situation. A lot of police here at this point, but they obviously are not in control of this crowd. That's exactly what I was hoping he was going to get to, was when this first began, how it started was they could not control anything. There are more civilians in this country than there are police officers. Now, a lot of people don't even think about it like that. This is our country. And these kids just came out to get a free PlayStation. I'm not saying just to get, but they're, that's why they're out there. It's because somebody told them it was some free shit. They're ready for anything. Now, I did talk to one uh, member of the... Now, now, at first, there was not enough police officers out there. And now there still isn't enough police officers out there truthfully 
what corrals the crowd is the crowd. I mean, if the crowd decides to push forward and, 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 and trample these police officers, there's nothing that can stop them from doing that. And I hope that is not what happens. But at the same time, this generation is not my generation. They don't listen to the, I mean, we didn't listen to our parents, but they showing the fuck don't listen to us. And they hate authority more than anything. Uh, uh, the, the police were out here scrambling, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Let, let's go back. And we see people running here, so it's not really clear why these people are running. It's a pretty uh, volatile situation, Liz and Sandra. All right, Josh, we do want you and your crew, obviously, first and foremost, to be careful. Shut your ass up. There's police officers right next to them. I, you know, th th there's a lot of shit going on in the damn news. This started, though, with me. Um, like I said, this is ABC Eyewitness News 7. In New York City, they're in Times Square, and they're covering a story about an influencer who has more influence over this damn crowd than anything. Anyway, this started with that. But I was watching the news because I was just checking to see if they was going to talk about the UFO situation. I'm going to keep talking about the UFO situation until I get on your motherfucking nerves about the UFO situation. That's that's just no matter what. I'm going to talk about the shit. And, and I'm dead ass right for talking about it because this afternoon here in Sacramento, the 916, I received video of some fucking weird shit in the sky. And, and you know, I mean, to each his own. If you can worry about, you know, if you're fucking, uh, if, if you can worry about if your mascara and shit is on point, I could worry about if there is actually, and I'm not worried about the aliens. I want to know what's the technology that's keeping them motherfuckers up in the air because you don't hear shit when they flying. It almost sounds like a damn Tesla. I digress, I digress. I wonder about these motherfucking UFOs. And the only reason why I was watching the news was to see if they was reporting some other UFO shit going on around the country. And it ended up turning into them spending five whole minutes talking about Trump and about how much trouble he's in and all this other shit. Not one mention of Joe Biden and his crackhead son and his son fucking prostitutes on camera or Joe Biden hiding documents and all. None of that. None of that. But they wanted to make sure that they got it out to the public arena that it's going to be hard for Trump to try to to campaign and to fight these legal charges. You know, uh, like I, I don't I, I've never seen the media against somebody so much and most people don't understand why some people support Trump. That's why if you can't trust the media and the media is against one person, who do you go for? You showing the fuck don't go for the person that it is that you don't trust. But anyway, I mean, you guys, you guys know I'm 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 only here for a show, and and, and most of the time people don't want to hear that. They want to hear some some shit that 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 that's gonna uh make them feel better momentarily so that then, then they could find something else to make them feel uh, uh, a better moment. You know, people just search 
from fucking escapes. And I'm sorry, I'm not here to help you with the escapes. You know, I, I'm here to try this to get you. Monsters. Whoa, this whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't jump the gun, buddy. Whoa, I was, I was building up into that, and you fucked it up. I'm here to get you to think a little bit about what it is that you know, what it is that you want to learn, and not only that, what is the capabilities and capacity of what it is that you can do. So, one more time, I do have to remind you that, um... This is for masters, this technique. Friday. Go ahead, let on down your hair. Don't nobody care. I love you, Bobby. My name is Justice. This is my podcast. I call it the Justice and the Peace Pie. And it's Friday, so you already know, nigga, I don't care. I know some of you motherfuckers gonna let down your hair. Some of you guys are going to play with your nose. Some of you motherfuckers is gonna get fucked up tonight. But before you do any of that, can I put a couple of things on your mind? Just be safe on whatever it is that you choose to do. And not only that, instead of supporting the mainstream outlets like you always have been doing, why don't you go a little bit more local? I know a fella. He makes lemonade. It's quite tasty. He's got a little bit of percolation in that motherfucker. I'm talking about the Hustle Boys lemonade, man. If you need something alternative from what it is that you have already been doing all this time, why don't you go ahead and tap in with nickel? Man, hey, it might cost you a dime, but tap in with the nickel, man. The link is going to be in the description. He got that hard lemonade. And once you get that hard lemonade in your system, you might need something that, you, that, 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 you know, that takes you away from your life. Like I said, we all need escapes. One thing that I like to do to escape is, is go on over to, to this, little, this little Instagram feed that I fucks with called uh, Reviewed to Death. Now, I got two homeboys up over there, and they be watching some shit that I promise you, you don't know nothing about. So why don't you go ahead and hit up Hustle Boys. Get the Hustle Boys lemonade. Call Nickel Cow. I don't even got his name, but call Calvin, nigga. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Call Calvin. Get you some lemonade. All right? Then you go on over to Instagram. Look up Reviewed to Death. You know what? Better yet, they're podcasting just like I am, and you can listen to their shit hands-free. So I can't say it enough. Go on, get you some lemonade. Go on over to Review to Death on Instagram and check out some movies that I know will take you out of your current mind state because the movies have been reviewed to death. Now, I usually don't do sponsors and shit on my show and this isn't a sponsorship this is more of a collaboration of things to come so i just want to put it in the air early that that film dog shit that i was talking about it still exists don't think for one second oh, that i've stepped back from any of my ambitions but yeah i mean hey the ufo thing man it fucks with me a lot it it, it really does and since everything has been disclosed 
all in the motherfucking uh uh on this uh Senate committee hearing and all that old other shit. Other videos are starting to be published and, and released and stuff like that. Go on over to Instagram and check me out at Justice Peace Pod. It's Justice Peace Pod over there, and also a new page is up. All you gotta do is type in conspiracy near, and you're gonna get Justice's conspiracy near me page that's up also i told you this is a media company and i have media why don't you give me some of your company motherfucker all right let's go ahead and break into some of the motherfucking news that's going on right now i made a reel maybe i should just pull the reel so you guys can listen to the reel and i don't have to reenact it whatsoever let me see if i can pull it because i'd have to switch screens to do all that shit anyway i don't i'm not gonna pull a reel but there is some crazy shit going on on friday so go ahead let me just go ahead and dump it on you have you heard about the balenciaga the balenciaga model have you heard this story listen oh shit the year of 2020 he disappeared and he was never right, seen run it back run it back Love fashion. In the year of 2020, he disappeared and he was never seen again. Still to this day in 2023, he vanished. But comes to find out he was actually missing and he's been missing since the year 2020. Did you hear about the Balenciaga missing person? No. This is this model for Balenciaga, his name is Christopher G. And he posed on so many different ads for Balenciaga, different shoots, everything. But he went missing. Until this lady came out with this video. Here it is of a mannequin. Okay, people, tell me something. This boy look like somebody dead and bomb. This mannequin is him. This mannequin looks a little bit too realistic. So, there's this guy, as you heard, named Christopher G. He was a model for Balenciaga. And I don't know why people care what happened to him, but people suddenly started to give an interest on what the fuck happened to him. Because, you know, all Black Lives Matter and all that shit. That's what they say. You look at the news. But this guy wasn't seen for a while. So people went into the rabbit hole. I mean, a lot of people was digging deep into their mannequins, Balenciaga mannequins, and then they noticed something very, very strange. Now, you can't see what it is that I see. But I'm going to try to describe this shit to you. If you look at regular mannequins, compared to their mannequins, it's completely terrifying. Now, usually, regular mannequins, they, they, they have a resemblance of humanity in them. But you can tell that they're still not alive. That it's an, uh, uh, an inanimate an inanimate object, right? It's not alive. It's not supposed to be moving. That's what regular mannequins usually look like. Balenciaga mannequins, them motherfuckers look like they might reach out and touch somebody. Yeah, I mean, they're showing pictures of regular mannequins, which I can easily decipher. I can easily decipher a regular mannequin. But then if you put a regular mannequin next to a Balenciaga mannequin, you're like, okay, okay, stop fucking around, all right? I know that's, that's a human, right? No, that's a mannequin. No, you cannot tell me that they mannequins don't look real. Real as fuck, my guy. People believe that this guy who vanished was waxed. Look, look at the features. Scary, like. 
I ain't gonna lie, I have seen so many funerals as of late with people standing up uh, at their own funeral. I seen a funeral a couple of days ago. Y'all might have seen it too. Where they had Brubra in his casket smoking a blunt. My nigga, what is going on? My nigga, what is going on? Look at the fucking hands, bro. You see the, the indent in it? And you could see like that little webbing that goes in between like your fingers and shit. They put the webbing on this motherfucking mannequin. And then no matter how you move the camera, the shadowing is so lifelike that it's eerie as fuck. You know, it almost seemed like you could see the vein of some crazy. Nigga, the veins. Why? That's crazy. His hands, his hands is as real as mine. Hey, you know what? Hey, I, I hate to put it out there, but a weird thought just came to my mind. Somebody is fucking these mannequins. Now, like I said, this is where these theories is about to get real dark. Now this right here is about to get ridiculous, though. Listen. Now, remember when Balenciaga was basically about to get canceled? Yeah, they did all that weird shit, remember? Remember that weird shit? Yeah. Because of all of the demonic stuff for the yeah. kids and the covers of all of these magazine articles. Do you think, do you think Balenciaga, Balenciaga, Balenciaga deserves to be canceled right now? Uh, uh, I think they do. Balenciaga could kiss my Yeah, cancel them. Like, it was so bad for them that they had to put out a whole article to address this issue. Balenciaga has always been a brand known for ad campaigns, products, and runway shows that push boundaries and make audiences uncomfortable. Well, why? People believe that this guy was a sacrifice. There's, they don't do that to mannequins so detailed like that. Where they do that at? I'm not allowed to touch, but he said, do not touch, because I really want it to touch now, you know? Right. Look how detailed this is. Tell me this doesn't look real. Now they're showing a clip from this movie called House of Wax. It's a horror film. If you haven't seen it, go look at it. I don't think there's that many cell phones in it, so you you won't be compelled to look at your own cell phone when watching this movie. And nothing on this mannequin looks like it's a plastic or it's wax. This guy was fully powdered. Like the face was full powder. You could lose your nail and scratch it off. See, in the house of wax, this guy gets caught, and his friend, he finds him, but they've already encased him in wax. So, so when his friend, when his friend finds him again, like, like the guy who's encased in wax, he can't move at all. Like, he's stuck. Like, literally stuck. So his friend is trying to peel the wax off of him, and since the guy can't move, the only thing that's actually moving on this man is his eyes. And that's what this lady alleges that she saw when she was looking at the Christopher G. mannequin. There's a hole in his ears and his nose, and I was like scrutinizing, like, this cannot be, how could they do this, you know? It was just too real. Waxed his body, put him out in the public. And these motherfuckers be going on the deep end. I'm talking about deep end. That's why when that lady saw him, and even when she was getting interviewed, she said, because she saw him in person, behind the window and close up, and she was saying some things. I mean, I, I be saying things most of the time. I see, I, I say things 
too. But at, at the same time, let us first, <coughs> excuse me. Yes, let us first, excuse me. Let us first step back and acknowledge that whoever that lady is, because I don't get any clear reference into who the fuck it is that she is, she definitely gained some clout after that post. So there is an incentive to push that narrative when it comes to something that could actually propel you to a bag. So I was looking through the braille and he looked like he was looking directly in my eyes. His eyes are moving, but he can't talk or move any other part of his body. Dalton is trying to get the wax off him while Wade is trying to use his eyes to send a message to him that somebody is coming. But he doesn't get the message and the masked man comes from behind. So I pull my phone out and I start videoing. I was saying, I'm not allowed to touch because he said, do not touch because I really want to touch now, you know? Now, before you say something like, why would they sacrifice him? I do not know. But apparently for these companies or some of these people out there, it works. Believe it or not, they're... I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I don't believe the shit. I mean, it's 2023. I don't know what the fuck to believe right about now. I, I don't know what the fuck to believe. I saw this long clip. I would love to play it, but I did not edit it. So I could only play a clip and then kind of explain the rest. I think that they are going to close this case. I, I think that there is very likely going to be an indictment. Nearly 27 years after rapper Tupac Shakur was killed, an arrest could finally be coming following a search of a Crips gang leader's home. Now, I don't know if you guys love Tupac like I love Tupac. Y'all motherfuckers, some people just say that they, 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 they fuck with Tupac, but ain't never listened to none of his music in great detail on how he streamed a lot of his theories and ideas and poetry together. You've never watched the interviews where he despised a person having so much damn money, but still letting other people be homeless. But that's not, that's not even, you know, important at all about this guy's character, right? Anyway, Tupac was shit, is to me, in my, in my book, one of the greatest rappers, storytellers, and, and almost in-depth thinkers and master manipulators also because what he did and how he did it was master manipulation. Let us first, let me first lay that out before I say anything else. Now, when he got murdered, I was 16. It fucked up rap music. It fucked up a whole bunch of people's lives. I'm pretty sure it did. But check this shit out. When you see people who, who are on these gangster interviews talking about shit that was never supposed to be talked about, some people who grew up during that time, me, myself, be like, damn, they just talking about like beating somebody up with a pistol? Like that person might not have a kid or, or they talking about murdering somebody or sliding on somebody like that person ain't got no mom or no sister or no brother or no un uncle or auntie that loved them? I mean... I guess I guess it's a free for all. But what many people were not taking into consideration is that they're going to let you talk until you incriminate yourself. It's just like sitting in an interrogation room when they if you ever watch the first 48, they will sit you in that motherfucking interrogation room on cold with the AC blowing on your neck bones, bruh. Nine hour interrogation until you break. 
They know for a fact that if you talk to enough people, other people are going to start to create questions that they themselves, the detectives, would have loved to ask you. But you don't feel like it's snitching when you're talking to a reporter or to a influencer or just a media personality to be nice. But all of your statements, they're being recorded. So Keefe D has been making his rounds talking about the murder that happened in 1996. So I think, you know, he's talked himself into a potential murder charge. And that's that's why this thing uh, got rolling again. The officer who heard Tupac Shakur's last words and a detective who investigated Tupac's murder discussed the case. The search warrant is a good indication that they have an intention of, uh, of finally solving this thing. That's Greg Kading. Officially. Thanks for joining us here on Law and Crime. I'm Anjanette Levy. Tupac Shakur was one of rap's biggest stars in... Still is. 1996. Still is. When he was shot several times while riding in a BMW driven by Suge Knight on the Las Vegas Strip. Many people thought the case would never be solved, but there's now hope that an arrest could be in the works. Last month, Las Vegas Metro Police executed a search warrant in nearby Henderson. The home is owned by Keith Dwayne Davis, who goes by Keefe D, a South Compton Crips gang leader. Keefe has said in his book, Compton Street Legend, and in interviews, that he was in the car with the man who killed Tupac Shakur. Yeah, yeah, see what I'm talking about, grandson. Hey, hey, let's just listen. As you wish. The shooter, according to Keefe D., his nephew, Orlando Lane Anderson. This is what Keefe D told BET's The Death Row Chronicles. You said the shots came from the back. Big Dre, Orlando, who shot Tupac? They came from the cold of the streets. It just came from the back seat, bro. The shot- I think that was enough right there because he places himself in not only the vicinity, but next to the shooter. And I think that's enough for him to be charged with like, uh, um, I don't know, something like a conspiracy or some shit like that. Maybe conspiracy, maybe uh, uh, um, uh, intentionally fucking up a case. Uh, the, the terminology, it leaves my hollow head as I speak. But I think that that was one of the first statements that got that guy incriminated. Shots that killed Tupac Shakur were fired on the Las Vegas Strip on September 7th, 1996. Earlier that night, Tupac, Death Row Records CEO Suge Knight, and their entourage went to the Mike Tyson fight at the MGM Grand. Keefe D and his nephew, Orlando Lane Anderson, and two of their friends were also there. Keefe D told LAPD detective Greg Kading more than a decade ago, in a proffer that couldn't be used against him, that the shooting was retaliation after Tupac jumped Orlando and beat him up at the casino. Surveillance cameras recorded the fight. Tupac was angry that Lane had stolen his necklace years prior in Compton. Now, I think that that this, this page, Law and Crime, good page. I fucks with them. They got good stories. But I do think that either this is an AI written page or the person who is reporting this story doesn't know anything that they're talking about because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. 
the I don't think Tupac was robbed. I could be wrong, but from my understanding, it was another member of Death Row's posse who got jumped at the mall, or it wasn't even a jump, and they got into a scuffle at the mall, and his chain got snatched or some shit like that. I, I'm not sure. Tupac, Suge Knight, and the entourage left the casino quickly. Later that night, Chris Carroll, a sergeant on bike patrol with the Las Vegas Metro PD, was the first officer to arrive after Tupac was shot. Suge Knight, who was the driver, he had exited the vehicle, and he's just shooting blood out of the side of his head. He's flowing blood out of the side of his head. And he's running around screaming and yelling. So what had happened, as it turns out, is he had been shot in the head and the bullet penetrated his scalp, but not his skull. So he still has, he's still able to completely function, but the blood is just flying out of the side of his head. So he's yelling at me. I'm trying to get the door open. So when I, I did finally pull the door open, it opened up uh, Tupac, which I didn't know it was Tupac yet. Uh, Tupac was leaning against the side of the door. So when I opened the door, he kind of fell, fell out, slumped out with, with the door as it opened. So I grabbed him with my left hand and I, you know, still have my gun in my right. And, uh, Suge, Knight is yelling at Tupac. Oh, I was asking him, you know, what happened? Who shot you? Who did this? And he, for the first time, he's kind of acknowledging my presence and he's looking and looking in my eyes and I'm looking at his and I, I could tell he's trying to get a breath together because he's having a very hard time breathing. And he looks at me and he opened his mouth and he said, F you. And after he said it, he kind of gurgled and coughed. His eyes roll back. He lost consciousness. So that would be the last thing that he ever said in his life. I don't like that. I don't like that that guy. Uh, uh, and it's just me personally. I don't like that, that guy thinks that he has so much authority to put that out there that Tupac said, fuck you. Now, on one level, as a, as a person who came from the streets and don't, I, I, anyway, as, as a person who understand the street game and life, I get it. Fuck the police. But at the same time, that police officer could have kept that to himself. I do think that he has benefited from telling that story over and over and over again. And for that, I say fuck you. Life. Carol said Tupac held to the no snitching street code until the very end. Members of his entourage did the same. Nobody saw anything. They've got they've got nothing to add. We have no idea. We don't know what happened. Wait a second there now. The no snitching street code? This is where now I have to, I'm going to have to do a little bit more on this video. What happens when these police officers get found of selling drugs to, 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 to rival gang members that they have already robbed or raided? Hmm? When they get caught doing, and they talk to people who were hired to actually enforce the law, how many of those police officers step forward and snitch? I will wait. How many times does a police officer actually come from behind the badge and let us know the foul atrocities that's going on, not only inside his, his division, but in his precinct. Huh? And these are people who were hired to uphold, protect, and serve us. 
And the first thing, this, this is how they, they, they turn this shit around is they're bad. They're bad because they don't talk. They're bad because they don't. You don't talk neither, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Nobody saw anything. Don't nobody see anything in the police department either. Even when y'all kill people in jail, it could be six people in the same room and didn't nobody see nothing. Uh, uh, okay, case in point. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, it's not the cops or anything, but those guys who usually work at the correctional facilities, some of them motherfuckers wanted to be cops and they didn't pass the bar. So what they did is they became either security guards or correctional officers and they all operate on the same the same fucking code as people do on the streets. The only difference is that they get paid legally to do what the fuck it is that they do by us. We pay them to illegally do shit and then incarcerate us for the same shit that it is that they do illegally. So wow. this is a circular conversation, motherfucker. A couple of them even said, we take care of this stuff ourselves. So do you guys. And, you know, I, I can even... Uh, I, I certainly don't agree with it, but, you know, the code, especially then, was you don't talk to the police. Yeah, see that? Now watch how he says or check out the structure of the next sentence. Period, you know, under any circumstances. And I think the code was stronger then than it is now. Tupac I think the code was stronger then than it is now. That means a bunch of you niggas be out there snitching. Poor died days later after his mom took him off life support. Despite the lack of cooperation from witnesses, Carol said it became clear who the shooter was. Well, Orlando Anderson is a, was a, a, a just a hardcore criminal guy. I mean, everybody knew he was a shooter. He'd done it you know, God knows how many times he lived the life of a criminal. He was a drug dealer. He had uh, allegedly uh, robbed uh, Tupac of a chain he was wearing in Compton. And that was, uh, I guess, uh, the start of, of the hate between the two was that he robbed him. So the following spring in March 1997, someone shot and killed the notorious B.I.G. in Los Angeles. Years would pass without an arrest in either murder. LAPD Detective Greg Kading was later assigned to a task force to investigate Biggie's murder. We were looking at the cold case reinvestigation of Christopher Wallace, Biggie Smalls. Um, but there had always been speculation that Tupac and Biggie's murders were somehow connected. And so one easily kind of um, uh, migrated into the other. Um, but yes, initially we were just looking at Biggie's murder. But once we got Keefe D cornered and he confessed to his role in Tupac's murder, we began to look further into that. Kading says Keefe D told him what happened the night of Tupac's murder in a proffer. Keefe D was under pressure to give up something since the feds had evidence that tied him and his family to drug dealing. So Keefe, what they allege is Keefe snitched on something else. We don't know what he snitched on. But he had to give something up, which which is part of this proffer, meaning you tell us everything or we're going to send your ass to jail. There ain't no telling exactly what information it is that he divulged, if any. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't just this murder. It had to be a lot 
So he told them what the fuck it is that they wanted to hear, but he wasn't supposed to talk about the shit no more. I guess something happened, and he might have. He probably saw some old niggas talking to some motherfuckers, uh, uh, getting some money, and he was probably like, "Shit, I can do that too. I, I'm part of the one of the biggest murders in hip hop history." Orlando Anderson couldn't be prosecuted because he was murdered a year after killing Tupac Shakur. When Keefe confessed, he implicated the other co-conspirators. And although his nephew, the shooter, Orlando Anderson, was dead, and DeAndre Smith, the other individual in the backseat of the Cadillac, um, which was the assailant vehicle, he was dead. But the driver, Terrence Brown, was still alive, as was a guy named Eric Martin. They call him Zip. He was a New York (laughs) drug kingpin. Now, I wonder... Because if you've seen the movies, like, Zip was sick. I remember Zip from the movies. I wonder, are these guys worried about what the fuck is going on with Keefe? And he was still alive, and he had provided the gun um, to Keefe D to use that night. He was still alive. So what our strategy was is to get Keefe D um, signed up as a informant and then use him to try to make headway into those other individuals. Um, so that was our strategy was to use TVD as a, a law enforcement tool. Okay. So not only was Keefe D a snitch, but he was also a confidential informant from my understanding of what this guy is explaining. In order to try to get the other people to make incriminating statements. Kading said the co-conspirators didn't give anything up to Keefe D. Fast forward to 2018, three years after filmmaker Mike Dorsey and Kading produced murder rap inside the Biggie and Tupac murders. Um, I reached out to Las Vegas police back in 2018 and alerted them when Keefe started doing these public interviews uh, for the first time, starting with BET, uh, his Death Row Chronicles interview that he did. Uh, and then subsequently, he's done a ton of YouTube interviews. Um, where he- yeah, see? See that talking? That, 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 that. He suddenly talked, started talking very publicly about things that he had only discussed with police, you know, as part of his proffer deal prior to that. Um, they came out and interviewed me at my house, um, and that is the same detective who's leading the case now. So they, they reopened the case, basically, because we kept pushing for this to happen and kept telling him, look, he's telling this now, you know, to the public, uh, something, you know, that he is not having immunity for. Last month, police seized electronics, 40 caliber ammunition, copies of Keefe D's book, Compton Street Legend, marijuana, a Vibe magazine with Tupac on it, and a tub of photos from Keefe D's house. Dorsey says the search of Keefe D's home took him a little bit by surprise. Like this guy, how many times can someone tell you they did it and that their crew was a part of this before you believe them and take action? And like you said, he wrote a book, which was like, for me, it was almost like a 220 page confession. There it is. To what him and his crew allegedly did that night in Las Vegas. So um, I had started to lose hope a little bit that maybe something would happen. But now for them to go this far with it, uh, and I know that this, in my opinion, I think it's a very good detective on this case. I think that they are going to close this case. Meanwhile, Chris Carroll remains skeptical after all of these years. Chris Carroll's the same motherfucker who was talking shit, uh, who said the shit that Pac said to him. So I'm, I'm about done. What the fuck Chris Carroll got to say? I mean, the rest of it is is just a kind of, you know, uh, um, a feelings thing. I like the facts, and those were pretty much the facts. And, and truthfully, the real fact of the matter is that you cannot 
get on social media and get to talking about that you murdered motherfuckers and not think that the police is not going to eventually come looking for your ass. All right, on to other murder rap stories. A local L.A. rap artist was found dead. That doesn't seem like a, like a big story, right? Well, let me finish the headline. A local L.A. rap artist was found dead inside of a barrel that washed up on Malibu, on Malibu Beach. That's fucking impossible. Yeah, th- 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 this is coming to you from No Jumper. The body of a man who was found stuffed in a sealed barrel at Malibu Lagoon State Beach has been identified as local singer, songwriter, and rap artist. The LA County, the LA County Medical Examiner identified the body as 32-year-old Javante Murphy of of Simar of yeah, Simar. I don't know where that's at. Murphy's body was found naked inside the barrel, but his cause of death was has not been released. It is unclear how long he was in the barrel. Well. Was he ever reported missing? Have you tried to talk to his family? The barrel Murphy's body was found in was pulled onto the lagoon on Sunday by a maintenance worker who had a paddle out, who had to paddle out to it using a kayak. The worker did not open the barrel. So a maintenance person saw a barrel floating in the lagoon and went out and got it. Brought it back in, in, in some kind of way. Uh, uh, he didn't open the shit. I wonder who opened the barrel. That had a, that person needs counseling. I mean, that, that you, fuck. Grandson, what's going on? I don't think it's time yet. I got time for a couple more stories. It's Friday, my guy. It, it's, 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 you know, it's one of those days, you know, I mean. People want to chill, right? I mean, when you want to chill and, and <clears throat> it's Friday, shit, it could be Monday. If you just want to chill and you ain't got no babysitter, and, and let's just say your baby daddy's not in the picture at all, right? Let's just, you don't get along with him or so he lives out of state or something like that. Do you think that it is acceptable for you to bring an outside man inside of your home to discipline your child under any circumstances? I mean, and let's just say you have a disrespectful ass little child and you can't control him. And like I said, your your, your baby daddy or, or the father of your children, however it is that you like to take your dick, he's not around. Is it okay for you to bring an outside entity inside of your home to discipline your child. And not only that, is it okay for that individual to talk to your child like this? Doing like she crazy, cursing at her, telling her what you won't do, you won't clean your room, you won't do what you want to do, and you talk to your mother like that? Like you tough? Do you think you tough, little man? Talk to me like you talk to your mother. Uh, do you think that you tough? That's a kid, man. Just slap and tell him shut the fuck up. Talk to me. You think you're tough, don't you? Bust up on me. Cuss me out. Tell me you ain't gonna do what I say, do. I dare you. I dare you. 
I'm not gonna do what you said. <laughs> because if the kid was smart enough, he'd know that if that guy lays his hands on him, that child won't have to work for the rest of his life. I don't think that this is the way that we need to approach our youth anymore. At least not all of them. Some kids, you know, they like to test the water. Some kids, you know, you got ah, you got to tap them a couple of times. Other kids, you do need this for. But this kid that he's applying this pressure to don't look like he could bust a grape. He looked like he might get on his mama's nerves a bit, but he don't look like he could bust a grape. You ain't going to do it to me? Why you do it to her? Because... She lets him. Why you talk to her disrespectfully? Because she lets him. Why? Because she lets him. Nigga, the silence is killing me, bruh. Is this your motivational speech? Man, you got to you got to up it up, bro. Answer me. Why do you talk to your mother disrespectfully? Because she lets him. My grandmother. Rest in peace. My grandmother, my grandma, both of them, smaller than me, much shorter than I am. Both women. I'm going to tell you something right now. I knew when to shut the fuck up. You want to know why? Because they knew how to shut me the fuck up when I was younger. If you take the parental application of disciplining your own child, if they take that, and they have, they have taken the application of disciplining your own child for fear of a visit by the Child Protective Services or some other weird shit. They take that out. You can't discipline your child, then your child goes crazy. Who's to blame? I mean, every single method of parenting doesn't work with every single child. And I don't think that this method of parenting works at all. Not with this kid. Now, if you got some kid that like to fight, you bring this guy over there. If this guy likes to fight and he likes to jump all off of the motherfucking kids faces, faces and shit, bring him to a kid who likes that kind of energy. But for you to put it on a kid that don't need that kind of energy on him, for you to punk him like that, I don't think that that's needed. He might just need some talking to. He he might just need somebody to spend some time with, a, a, a grown-ass man to observe, because he's sitting around a motherfucking group of bitches. And I'm not calling his mom a bitch, but I'm saying no. I'm just saying no. You know, little guys should not be around women all day. They pick up little weird Lord, uh, quirks and shit like that. Like searching for attention instead of trying to find their intention. It's, it's really, really weird. So if, if we can't understand how valuable the male, the male parental unit is and how valuable the female parental unit is, do we really have parents and are you really parenting? Because both of those energies need to be present when it comes to the development of a child's mind. You don't know why you do it. I know I, I know why I just turned this shit off. Because I got tired of it. And it sounded stupid. It, 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 just, it just sounded dumb. Now, now, if you think that sounded dumb, 
If you think that sounded ludicrous, and maybe you didn't, hopefully, hopefully I just made you think a little bit more. But this right here is completely dumb. This Colorado woman showed up to Starbucks in blackface, in full blackface. Worried. <laughs> You're literally doing blackface yeah. in the middle yeah. of the store. Lester Holt did whiteface. Nobody. That's fucking impossible. What did that bitch just say? Hold on, run it back. Worry. You're a horrible person. You're literally doing blackface yeah. in the middle yeah. of the store. Lester Holt did whiteface. Nobody said shit. Lester Holt was doing whiteface? Is that a thing? Where's your pride section? Oh, and she's looking for the Rainbow Mafia stuff. I need to know! We're past... Oh, I thought they were celebrating this and they took our flag forever. No? I was wrong. My bad. Oh, my God. I don't think that she's had enough cups of wine. I mean, That's shit. That's fucking impossible. You don't think... You think she's had enough? I mean, you know... Papa. Grandson. What's going on? Go inside. I don't want to go inside, okay? I'm not finished giving what it is that I need to give to these people. <laughs> there you go. That's, that. you, you know what? You, you, you're right. I, I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. No, no, no matter how, I, could, I can't clean that up. I can't fix it. I can't. You're right. I'm a fucking idiot. And with that being said, I think idiots all around the world need to, to, to find each other and and celebrate some of the, the 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 idiotic things that we bring to the forefront, like like this song that I heard right here. Whoa! What the fuck? Hold on, bitch. Put your seatbelt on. I wanna get down on the edge of the bed with the Hold on, you ain't talking about driving, are you? Are you a vampire? Run this red light. Come run this motherfucker. Oh, you talking about them red wings? Oh, no, man, no. Only red wings that I own are hockey jerseys. Come run this red light. We ain't stopping at no light. This ain't no glitch. I'm on my shit. What's he gonna get us on my record? He was packing. I was acting till he gave me some act right. I wasn't thinking about it. Twice went to the bathroom like, <gasps> I just bled over myself. He was with it. Perks was kicking. Oh, shit. Shit, this is a real song. I thought this was like a skit. These motherfucking bitches really found a beat, sat down, wrote some lyrics to talk about getting fucked on a period. He was itching, told him lick it, tampon in it. He was oh, and the niggas is eating. Hey, I guess if you eat ass, you might as well eat bloody pussy too. That's I mean, fucking impossible. God damn. Tripping, buddy did it, and I went crazy off the thought. Okay, yes. All right, on to other idiotic things that's going on in the world. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to recover from that song over the weekend. Let's talk to um, Mia Khalifa. She definitely has advice about life, right? She's got to. Oh, we're comparing stats. Baby girl doesn't know that I am Tom Brady at this game. What, uh, taking dicks? I mean, you're not... You can't be Tom Brady, because Tom Brady, 
was a quarterback. So you would have to be like a, like a wide receiver or something like that. And, and sometimes you were actually doing handoffs. What position is that where you could play everything? Married at 18, divorced at 21. Oh, pussy ran through. Second marriage, married at 25, divorced at 28. Pussy a hallway. Third engagement, engaged at 29, ended it at 30. But pussy a highway. But I kept the ring. I'm still keeping Tom Brady on his toes. No, Tom Brady isn't the guy that's on his toes. If we look at all of the videos, everybody knows that it's you who be bent over or trying to catch your balance on your tippy toes. Excuse me, I had to, I had to burp. <laughs> we should not be afraid to leave these men. Hold on, who is we? Who, I mean, you can never, ever, 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 ever take back those videos that are in some people's hard drives. And, and truthfully, the real question is this. How much does it cost? We are not stuck with these people. Mar no, 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 no. Don't change the subject, bitch. How much does it cost? Marriage is not a sanctimonious thing. It is. Uh, I don't want to hear that shit. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Just because you didn't ran through three niggas and probably didn't caught some alimony on the back end and you having days off from fucking random niggas for small paychecks. I don't want to hear your advice. How much does it cost? Is It is paperwork. It's something. It's it's. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I got the paper. Bitch, you need to work. How much does it cost? It's a commitment you make to someone. But if you feel like you're not getting anything from that commitment. Hold on. And you smoke cigarettes? Oh, no, I'm not paying for that. You must be out your goddamn mind. Oh, my God. Why? It's always, it's always the extremely beautiful ones that, that, that remind you that the elevator sometimes doesn't go all the way to the top flow. You know, I, 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 I've been trying to figure out a way to, to explain this thought that I have as a man. And most men, I believe, share this same thought. When it comes to women, and I mean 100% organically grown women, no alterations, no fabrications, and yes, there's going to be complications. That's part of it. Men are willing to deal with the complications of being in a relationship with a very, very beautiful woman. We are willing to deal with that crazy. You know what? We're willing to deal with crazy women that we don't even fuck because we understand the nature of, we understand some of the nature, not all of it, but some of the nature of being a woman. But what I will not put up with is a guy acting like a girl who is crazy. Now, that right there, within itself, is fucking crazy. I, I, I know this. I try to remind people of that. Every single episode, I mean, I mean, it, it's so much shit. It's so much shit on this motherfucker right here that I, I could just go on and on and on and on and on. You know, I, I, I mean, like I said, men will put up 
men of my generation, and there are men of my generation who like men who act like women too. I ain't got nothing against you. That's just not my forte, man. That's not my thing, dog. But check this shit out right here. This shit is an insight on what it is to go to the doctors and be, well, they, them. Just, just listen. Y'all, so I just left the doctor's office, right? And okay, are you okay? And so I told my doctor, I was like, I want you to check up in my booty hole. Oh, okay. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I be getting down in my booty hole. You be getting that he's the booty man. And I told y'all this before, but- Yeah, yeah, we know. This time, he didn't just open up my butt. Okay, that's, that's graphic, buddy. This is quite graphic. He real live put some little thing up my butt. What is little to you? But this is the whole kill. Girl, he's- uh, uh, Hey, hey, I didn't disrespect you. Let's keep it cordial. So, you know, it's gonna go six inches and da 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 da. Six inches inside your rectum. Girl, that thing slid in like a hot dog in a bun. Wait a second, man. You don't slide hot dogs in the buns. At least we didn't when I was growing up. Fuck, I'm old. Bitch, I was like, that's it. That's it? I, hey. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. I was just laying there comfortable, like... You just land, just, I mean, usually when something goes in your ass, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Wow, he's up in my booty hole. Like, that is, that is very, very descriptive graphic detail. Yeah. It's just, it's nothing. Like, I'm a profesh. You are indeed a professional whatever the fuck it is that you want to be. You, hey, up. Hey, hey, I'm mad at you, and I thank you for sharing. Oh, God. Like I said, it's Friday. Don't forget to hit my boy, Nickel. Let me, I, I should just grab my phone uh, uh, and, 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 and give you his shit. And don't forget, don't forget to go to Reviewed to Death on Instagram. And that's... They got, they got a thing on Instagram. They also got a podcast. So go check out Reviewed to Death, the podcast. Go check out Revu Reviewed to Death, the Instagram page. Those guys be watching some shit that I never seen before. And next week, I hopefully will be able to get a couple of sound bites or something from them. My computer's been down. So I have it. I just haven't been able to upload it into this motherfucking setup that I got. Anyway... It's about that time, ladies. It's about that time, gentlemen. I'm going to need you to pull out your phone. Can I get you to like, rate, and subscribe to the show if you have not done so already? You do not understand how much that really helps your boy out. It's free. It's free to support me. All you got to do is use your thumbs, hit the like, give me the rating, and go ahead and share the podcast to somebody that gets on your motherfucking nerves. Or share the podcast to somebody that's your favorite person. I don't know. Just share the podcast if you care.
Every single one of these podcasts is recorded in one sitting. There are no go-backs. There is no editing. There is no redos, none of that other shit. All genuine, what is that? Reactions to what it is that I see and you hear on the pod. It's all natural. Please do whatever it is that you need to do to get through. Do not hurt anybody in the process. That is all I can ask of you. And every single one of these podcasts is dedicated to the life, love, legacy, and memory of my mother, Paige. I love you. I miss you. I'm still searching for you every single day until my last breath is left. My name is Justice, and do not forget to get your hustle lemonade, man. Your hustle boys lemonade, man. Don't forget to listen to the Review to Death podcast. Have a safe, have a safe, productive, energetic, and loving weekend. My name is Justice, and once again, this is my peace. Y'all got an hour today. You're welcome.